Welcome to Adventures in God with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in God. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Victoria Pavarnik, and I'm excited because she's been working on the team with the Power and Love Virginia Beach, and she's spiritually gifted, prophetic. She loves Jesus. That's the most important thing of all. But Victoria, it's a pleasure to have you here on Adventures in God. And I'd like to just talk about hearing God, but at first you could introduce yourself and let us know what who you are and who God's made you to be. My name is Victoria, and I've been in Virginia Beach for about three years. I came to the Lord about 15 years ago out of just an encounter that I had in a drug-induced coma. So I saw the Lord like come to me and basically speak to me about um, getting out of the bondage that I was in, which was, you know, using substances like from age 12 to 19. So that was at 19. I was not saved, obviously, at that time, and I didn't know that that was really God, but I knew some voice was talking to me. And then a couple months later, someone shared the gospel with me and I received Jesus. And then he supernaturally delivered me from drug addiction at that moment. So how long were you in a coma for? Three days. Wow. Jesus came to you supernaturally? Yes. So I had this vision of myself being tied down in restraints and I was trying to fight and get out on my own and I couldn't. So then I heard a voice say, if you just let go, I'll restore everything. And I stopped fighting myself. And then I saw these scissors come and start cutting me free one like limb at a time. And I heard different areas of my life that I had already like sabotaged with my addiction. So I heard family, school, work, all these things that I couldn't, like I dropped out of college my first year two times, couldn't hold a job, all that stuff. I mean, I was pretty hopeless at that time. Mm. And then like, that God came and visited me. And then six months later, like this lady, when she shared the gospel with me, it was about Jeremiah 29, 11, giving me a future and a hope, which was something that I did not think I had, like at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the Lord is like, no, I have a future for you. I have hope for your life. And I just received Jesus. And uh, I tried to go out and get high that night, and I couldn't for like two weeks. Right. And I'm like, something happened. I can't get high anymore. So I, I'm like, God must be real. <laughs> So I started my journey into recovery then, like just processing all the emotional stuff that addiction does to one's life and, you know, all that well, One's life, one's family. I mean, my yeah. family would walk through that. I even walked through addiction myself. But you've been hearing God since before you became a Christian, and this was a supernatural encounter. And then ever since then, you've been hearing God since you were, I guess, a spiritual baby. Yeah. But So how is it that you, or how do you hear God? When I was young... I guess, in my faith, I would hear the Lord through giving me insight in my prayers. Like I would be praying for something and then I would like just know. I don't know. It was like knowledge. Let's just call it knowledge. I would know more about the situation and start praying those things out loud. It would just come. It would come flowing out of me. So I would hear the Lord (laughs) manifest through my like prayer so that was how it started but then I was able to pick up like oh this is God like he's like like he's directing me and I would just spend a ton of time with him like Mm. I would pray every day for an hour or more and like whether I was just opening my heart to him or interceding for someone and in those moments like I started 
you know, picking up God's heart for my situation or for somebody else. And it just came in this form of knowing. I don't know how else to describe it, but it was like this confidence that it wasn't something from myself because I didn't know prior to entering prayer. So like, that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And then over time, like, I would start getting visions. I would start hearing the voice of the Lord, like, really clearly say something, like statements. I would get, like, a couple line statements. And um, I remember one time I spent, like, three hours praying, you know, and then he said a specific phrase, you know, to me about my calling. Not everything that I hear, I fully understand, to be honest, but I'm hearing, and I know it's God because it's thought, it's like, kind of picture yourself thinking, you know? Like, you know what it's like to think for yourself. And then all of a sudden, this other thought comes into your mind. Like, you know, it's just not yours because it's. And it grows from there. I know in the book of Jeremiah, he's a prophet and he was called in a, in a young age. And there's a part of it where some people tend to look at it, read it, and they just kind of skip over the process that he's going through. But God says, Jeremiah, what do you see? And then he describes it. And then there's actually a pause in time. And then later God says, now, Jeremiah, what do you see? And then he describes that more. And every time it starts small, but then God elaborates on it. And then in time, Jeremiah becomes a prophet. So for you, has God been doing that? Like it was bits and pieces then, but now it's a little more clear, a little more focused. Well, yeah, there's definitely. So now I receive a lot of dreams, especially when it comes down to like bigger situations. Like I'll get two or three dreams kind of like revealing some kind of insight into it. Or if I'm prophesying over somebody, like I, to describe it would be kind of like if I get myself still, I could hear the voice of the Lord and I start seeing one thing. Actually, usually what happens is I'll see a series of images and I just remain still until I can see what the Lord is saying by putting them together because usually there's like a message behind like the series of things that he's saying. Or those things have individual meaning, and then it just depends on how I release it in order for the person to not only receive it, but for the understanding to come, which is a different part of it. Well, yeah, and then you mentioned releasing it and, and prophesying over people. So that was my next question. When you're prophesying over people, how does the Holy Spirit lead you? Well, like I was saying, I get still, and then that opens me up to what he's, how he sees that person, usually is what... So he'll give me words of knowledge first, okay? And like, and how does he deliver that to you? I mean, they're images. Huh. Like this one time, can I give an example? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so it's adventures this, in God. <laughs> so this one time I was at the mall, you know, just kind of praying for people. And I was getting my ring clean because that's kind of how I do things is like multitask. And like I've gotten an image of a peach and then I got an image of an orange for this girl that was cleaning my ring. And I'm like, what are peaches and oranges? What do they have to do with anything? And then I just heard Florida and Georgia. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so, you know, does Florida and Georgia mean anything to you? And she's like, actually, I'm contemplating moving down there right now. Oh, wow. And I have family in both of those locations and I'm just considering. So it was interesting, like how the Lord just shows me these random images and I'm like, I have to sit there and figure out what the Lord is saying about them because peaches and oranges can mean pretty much anything or they could just be fruit, right? right. So, Or maybe just had a peach and an orange. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, in that way, you have, like, he is speaking to me personally mm -hmm. through um, images, feelings or emotions and phrases. 
So those three ways are like if I and well actually there's like a fourth way, but I do kind of I know it's odd to say, but sometimes like I'll <laughs> I don't think it's more discernment though when you like kind of like your feeling becomes like a it's like smelling. <laughs> No smelling, yeah. No, no, no. We actually, you, me, and Scott Gilbert were in his vehicle. Yes. The humble Tesla. And he'd smelled, I think, roses or something along those yeah. lines while we're in prayer. And we'd had an angelic encounter in that in that vehicle on the way back to his dojo. But he'd smelled it. You and I didn't. He thought maybe you put on essential oils, yeah, but he was just blown away by that. But I've been around times where you smell the Rose of Sharon in revival meetings and it's no one's perfume. But yeah, smelling is is part of it. I think it's more of a discernment like thing. Yeah. But I feel like those gifts they tied together, you know, like uh, spirit of discernment, mm-hmm. words of wisdom. They're all like but when you're receiving this information, you're having an ongoing dialogue with, with Jesus the whole time because he might give you a peace. And then sometimes, I, I know for me, because even last night I picked up a guy for work and I'm picking him up from the airport and taking him to the, the, the company. And I start having some information coming, but I start dialoguing with Jesus the whole time to ask for more because sometimes it's a little vague. Like he'll give you something brief because I asked him, do you have a daughter? And then... Um, then he starts answering these questions, but I mean, God moved and he recognized it as the Holy Spirit moving in the vehicle. And so the whole way there, 45 minutes, we're having an ongoing conversation and uh, he was, he was moved by the Holy Spirit. So some, do you do the same thing where it's like, God might give you a picture, but you start asking more questions yes. and then he'll give more mm-hmm. info. So when I'm on the streets, I do that a lot. Like if I'm praying for somebody, like, cause I'm on the ministry to my church, right? So there are people already open, you know, most of the time they're believers, like they kind of know that, like God speaks to people. But when you're on the street, you know, this is all foreign to people. Like, so at that time, I actually, that's the best thing to do is ask somebody a question. Like, does this mean something to you? Or like, you know, what do you think about this? Or, you know, sometimes I'll get like, so for some reason, I always see the teaching anointing or call as an apple. Okay. Like, this is just how the Lord speaks to me about it. And, like, so then, like, when I see the apple for the person, and, like, I'll, it depends on how the apple has, like, it's has, it can be cut open or whatever, right? So I'll just ask them, oh, do you teach, you know, or are you thinking about it? Or the person usually responds yes, because I did see that. And, like, it opens up this, oh, like, the one time I asked this girl and she was like, actually, I'm just applying for a teaching position right now. Like, and it's like, okay. I haven't taught in years, but I'm going for it. And it's like, yes, that was the Lord. He sees what you're doing. He knows what you're doing. And that's your chance to encourage and edify, empower them, exhort them through that knowledge or imagery that you receive, because that's like the doorway. You know, that's what's on God's heart at the time. Like, I see this part of your life. Like, let me communicate it to you that I see that, you know, like, I mean, that's kind of how I view the prophetic. It's God's way of... Saying, like, I know you. I want you to know that I'm involved in this part of your life. And, I mean, that's not all that the prophetic, only when it comes down to, like, personal prophetic ministry. So when you're on the streets, God gives you a word of knowledge, which is foretelling something or it confirms or affirms something that he's done in the person's life, whether it's a call, a vocation, a gift, and a spiritual gift. But then when you're on the streets, how do you move into foretelling and something that, Holy Spirit showing you about their future and then how do you process that to deliver it to them? 
Well, it depends. Um, usually I'll do it while I'm praying over them. Mm. Okay, so it's not like I'm directly telling them, but it's more of a pastoral approach because right. I'll do it. Yeah, so like I'll just start talking to the Lord about their future and praying into their future, calling it forth that way because they do need intercession yeah. for it, you know, and actually they won't be as kind of put off by it. Because, you know, I mean, people, we don't know who we're talking to when we're on the street, like right. what their experience with the Lord is or anything like that. So kind of, I don't want to call it watered down, but just easier or lighter version. Oh, I understand. Versus like, thus saith the Lord, you know, like you you're, will go here. You're being personal with them. You're being relatable. And for the most part, you know, I've been on the streets and people receive it well. But what do you do when there's that one person who may not receive it real well at all? Do you mean like after you like say something to them or yes. you give them a prophetic word, you give them a word of knowledge. I've done street ministry years ago and people would threaten me or even pull knives. And this is prophetic. And I would just be like, well, Jesus loves you. And that's how he gave me that information about your grandma praying for you at, you know, just specific <laughs> details. And this is 20 years ago. And then I just do an about face and leave. So there's rejection. So how do you handle the rejection? I don't really think too much about people on the street that reject me <laughs> just because like, <laughs> but you love the people on the street. Yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest, but yeah. that's just me. Like, uh, you know, I don't know where they're at with the Lord. Right. You know, it's a little harder when people in the church reject me, but you know, so how does that work? Someone in the church is very uncomfortable <laughs> because these are like your brothers and sisters in Christ. And like, you know, they have the Holy spirit and you know, you have the Holy spirit. So it's like, just kind of figuring out, like, okay, obviously they're not hearing what I'm hearing, or I don't know how to deliver this piece of information because I've gotten really in very detailed information about leaders, you know, and I'm I'm actually very afraid to re- like release those words, you know, or like picking out how I do it is like being very very careful right. with what I say, which leads me to say something very important. That's not necessarily the best approach, (laughs) which we should say things with wisdom and care. But if we don't say things exactly the way the Lord says it to us, a lot of times something gets lost in delivery. Like, for example, if like God is like says, you know, this person, like their mother meant a lot to them because they were there for them at this really hard time in their life. And then you say something like, does your mom mean something to you? And they say, yes. And it's like, I just felt like the Lord said that, you know, you have a close relationship with her. (laughs) You know, it's not the same thing, but it is the same thing. But it's like, and then like the power is gone through the specifics. And like, if, you know, God tells you something, like just say what you think you hear and say it as it is. And at the same time, know that we're all in the process of learning and growing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as it goes back to the rejection on the streets, like, I mean, these people, you're there for to love them, you know, and like, if they don't receive love from you because you're a complete stranger, like, or maybe because we don't know what saying those things are actually doing in their heart, like what it's triggering, like grace abounds, like in those situations, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm sorry that I, you know, disturbed you. God bless you. 
yeah. you know, and then walk away. Like, well, I guess the situation dictates the response. Yes. I mean, getting yeah. a knife pulled is like pretty intense. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> I, that happened to me a couple of times. Yeah, but... But can you share... You and I have talked about ascending into the into the throne room. Would you mind sharing some of those experiences or encounters if the Holy Spirit leads? I don't want to pull anything because I know the Apostle Paul talks about a man... He doesn't say his name, but in context, it's probably him who ascends, who encounters the third heaven, who experiences paradise. And ascending is just, honestly, it begins with intimacy with Jesus. But with ascending, would you mind sharing some prophetic encounters that the Holy Spirit may release you to share on this podcast? I would say probably the few times that I remember doing that, specifically like where, you know, I may have been doing it other times, but there were, like, really clear times when I was brought into the presence of God and all of my senses were completely, like, overwhelmed. And prior to getting to that place, it was, I was engaging God in a way where my heart was, like, entirely open and worshiping Him, like, with every little ounce of my being. Like, I was pouring my love out to God. And in that moment, like, the Lord just took me like, I felt myself literally be removed from my, like, where I was. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. You know, like, I just didn't feel like I was in my body anymore, but I was with the Lord. You're, yeah, and, like, you could feel his presence, and it's really intense. And, like, I mean, one time I even felt like I burst into flames. <laughs> like, I was on fire. Like, it was so intense. Like, I had no, I was, like, I came out of that dripping like sweat everywhere and I was like what just happened that's amazing but like I was like and it's like why was the what was the point of that to be honest with you except for like I remember the one time that it happened like God said specifically like in my spirit like he didn't hear his voice okay so I but like my spirit knew in that moment that God is in full control and like that was like what he wanted to show me through that encounter we as humans think that we can control things or, mm-hmm. you know, but he was like, no. And like, you think the world is in a bad state. Like, I'm still in full control. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it's a, it was amazing. Because I, I remember leaving that, wow, like, nothing is impossible for God. He is just amazingly wow. powerful, you know? And like, I know leaving those places, I, I had more fruit in my life as far as faith, trusting, you know, just this confidence, like, in the Lord, not in myself, just, like, even though, like, things around my life wouldn't be exactly, like, all that, pe- like, peaches and cream. That's and awesome. Roses. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so God was good. Like, those moments of being with him up there, they change your perspective. Oh, they change your like, life. permanently, yes. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm talking to Victoria Pivarnik. I hope you're enjoying this conversation, but we're going to be back right after this break. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the Great Commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. 
This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the scripture, but also what he is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit-Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. What would you tell people who are hungry for prophetic encounters? Um, I would tell them that it's okay to desire such things. Um, The Bible tells us to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. And because prophecy is like the heart of the Lord, um, it's what he's saying. You, there's nothing wrong with pursuing it. You know, it's, it's cultivating your relationship with him, becoming transparent with him, being his friend, being faithful, being devoted, like for no other reason, <laughs> but for him, you know, like him being the desire. Because when you want him, he'll reveal himself to you and his heart. And then the prophetic flows. Yeah, and I I know that he loves to talk to his kids. And the prophetic is hearing God and then speaking forth what he's saying. And he could communicate that in multiple different ways. But I know that God has you mentoring many others. What does he have you doing in this season of your life? Well, I, one thing I'm doing is I like lead a group of women, which creates like a safe place for them to learn to grow, to hear the voice of the Lord, and also to worship Him with all their heart and to like grow in vulnerability and fellowship with one another. So those three things like always go on to a degree at our meeting. So the vulnerability allows room for the prophetic ministry of one another. And I love just hearing people say, oh, like, I just heard this. And they're like, yeah. And it's like, oh, God must have told me that. Like, just the first time they're, like, actually hearing God and, like, giving people room and a place to prophesy. Because a lot of times that's not something that's available in churches is a safe place um, for people to prophesy. Um, Another thing that I've been doing is just kind of pulling out people's evangelical gifts. So, like, take them out in the streets with me and, like... Um, just either, well, I'll show them what I'm doing as far as ministering to people, but also like encouraging them to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So like I'll start with small teams. We've just been doing that in like small groups. That's awesome. What is the best way that people can stay in touch with you and your ministry? Right now, if somebody wants to reach me, they can just email me at Victoria Pavarnik. That's P-E-V-A-R-N-I-K at gmail.com. Oh, that's great. Thank you so very much, Victoria. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Jared, for the opportunity. And to share prophetic encounters, I hope everybody's getting spiritually hungry to spend more time with Jesus and start speaking forth what he says. So thank you so very much. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in God. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in God.